not in Kansas anymore. You have my curiosity. Are you telling me you built a time machine? The force will be with Welcome back to Get Real, the podcast where we get real about all of our favourite pop culture films and TV shows. I am Chris, and again, I am on my own. There is nobody, absolutely nobody here on the call with me at all, and it's just time to jump right into the news and everything. Uh, yep. Uh, okay. Yep, sure. You can uh, take this one by what? yourself. What? <laughs> Who's that? He's back. He's back. Boys. I've been, I've been away back. for two weeks, and Chris like decides to... Bin me off the podcast and do it all by himself instead. <laughs> That's it. You I'm, just surprised me. I didn't hear your enter the call, man. It's good to have you back. No, I'm just the occasional guest now. This is the the Chris show. <laughs> it is. So this is Sam, everybody. He's back on the podcast. I'm back. <laughs> but I've been here for the other 75 episodes or whatever it's yeah. been. But yeah. no, it's just been a crazy time. And I've just... I, I don't know, Chris has probably mentioned it already on previous episodes, but uh, me and my partner have just bought a house. Uh, I moved in. Uh, she's actually stood over here. When did, we, when did we move in, Emily? When was it? Two weeks ago. About two weeks ago. And I've we've just had no time. I've just, I've all just hands been on deck. busy. All hands on deck. I've actually had two weeks off, so you think I would have found some time to do it, but no, it just doesn't happen when there's a million things to do. I just had to put it on the back burner for a little bit. But I'm back. I'm back. He's back, bitches. And I've watched some things Go on, that then. we're talking Go on, about. Our, we our do, world we... famous segment. Are we, are we going straight Are we going straight into it? Let's just, yeah, get let's, it. Let's... Just, let's just jump right into it, as Philly D says. <laughs> my background's probably, you know, my... my my vo- I don't know whether my vocals sound any different because I'm, I'm recording this in our kitchen right now which is a uh, weird to say, but yeah. Uh, what have I been watching this week, Chris? So obviously I've watched Army of the Dead that we're talking about this week, uh, which has been a, a good, for me, I thought anyway, was a good uh, return back to sitting in, you know, it was the first film I sat and watched on our new TV in our living room yeah, and yeah, 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 it was a good time. Uh, what else have I watched? I've been watching Bad Batch, which I know you've uh, spoke about with Richard already. We have. Uh, Quick thoughts on Bad Batch. Uh, I've enjoyed the first two episodes because they released at the same time, right? So it was one uh, of the- a couple of days apart, but pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because they released episode one on May the fourth, and then the other one mm-hmm. came out on the Friday, didn't it? Yeah. And I have enjoyed it. I thought the episode number three. I've not watched number four yet, which came out day of recording. But I enjoyed the first two, and I thought three was a little bit of filler. Um, yeah. I've actually got something really interesting to chat with you about it because I thought that on number th- on episode three, it introduces like a little group of uh, Empire soldiers. Okay, uh, this is what I went to message in the group chat and then realized uh, nobody had watched it yet. Did yeah. you think that was Inferno Squadron? I thought that was, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I thought. And I thought oh, that, that God, was going to be Iden Versio, 100%. Yeah. But then obviously it's not. <laughs> obviously i don't know because her her character hasn't said anything yet no maybe it's just like a subtle nod but it definitely felt like it could have been inferno squadron yeah because like they were like these are the elites they're going to be the best of the best and i was like that definitely looks like Iden versio in black trooper armor and i was like "Ah." yeah 
Look, I think the Bad Batch is fine. I think maybe it's going to grow on me a little bit because I think I need to grow with the characters because obviously with Clone Wars, you've got Obi-Wan, Ahsoka, Anakin. You've got people that you, you've grew up with. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I don't know whether maybe the Bad Batch still needs to grow on me a little bit. I'm enjoying it. Don't get me wrong. I think it's good, but I don't think it's hitting me the same way as what Clone Wars did. And yeah. obviously the other the other shows that have come out recently. I was having this conversation with Lawrence the other day when I was driving him home, and um, I said episode one was like the last season of Clone Wars. Like episode one was like stellar, and then episode two and three to me felt like you know, like good episodes of Clone Wars, but not really ones that you remember. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, yeah, they were a bit forgettable. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm just hoping that they've kind of saved the budget for the last half of the season, and it's going to blow our socks off. Yeah, and, and, you know, sometimes things will have filler, and that's absolutely fine because you need to pad the story out a little bit. I just hope that it gets a little bit more juicy than where we're at right now. Uh, I've mm-hmm. also been watching Jupiter's Legacy a little bit. I'm enjoying that. I've just, again, I've just not had the time to kind of sit down and properly, like, a binge it like I would have done if I didn't have responsibilities like an adult now. Um, <laughs> but that's fun. I'm enjoying that. Um, yeah, I'm. It gives, I enjoyed it. It gave me a little bit of like, uh, what's what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, real, no, real life. What's the film? Realistic. Version? What's the film version for things that are done in real life? Real uh, life adaptation. No, real life adaptation. What's it called? A live action. Goodness me, live action <laughs> is the word I'm. Lo- you can tell I'm a bit rusty. Um, live. A- it felt a bit live action. Invincible at parts. I know that sounds really weird to say, but you know, like how there's these like random ass superheroes and then the violence is in there a tiny bit. And it has that thing of like, you know, superheroes, actually real life, um, real life kind of implementations of how the powers would work. And, Mm -hmm. you know, if, if someone has super strength, they would cave someone's face in if they punched them kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. I was enjoying it. I think it looked better than The Boys, but I don't think the story was quite as good as The Boys. Yeah. I, like I think I said, visually only... was more interesting. Yeah, I'm only just getting up to the bit which talks about the island. So I'm only, I'm really, really, really like not far through it at all. The island was probably my favorite part of the entire season because I've finished the season now. The mm. island was probably like my favorite like plot like throughout it um yeah it got a little bit predictable to the end of season one and i don't know if it's meant to be a bit predictable to obviously set up season two or what mm-hmm. um yeah i think you might find it a bit predictable as well okay that's always fun uh <laughs> and that's pretty much it other than that i've been listening to podcasts audio books music things that i can have on in the background while i've been painting and building dreadful ikea furniture what have you been watching chris um, oh, uh, I had a big list last week and I've completely forgotten now that it's come around to it. Oh dear. <laughs> oh no. Um, okay, we finished Scrub, so we're on to Parks and Rec at the moment. That's what we're watching. Nice. Um, Atlanta. Um, I, I started re-watching Atlanta because I had seen like the first few episodes and it didn't really sink in. So now I'm like halfway through season two and man, it is fantastic. Like the writing on that show is incredible. Uh, Donald Glover at his finest. Chef's Kiss. 
Um, mm. And there's an episode in season two that I really want you to watch so we can talk about it. It's it's so bizarre. It's like so Lakeith Stanfield is in it. Okay. Um, and like he plays like this sort of like spaced out stoner character type thing. He's like just he's he's dead quiet until he's saying something like proper bizarre, which is meant to be introspective, but it just kind of sounds like a stoner tripping out type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, he goes to this big mansion to pick up a piano uh, for free, and he finds out like it's the piano of like a someone who used to be famous, like a famous pianist and all this sort of stuff, and it's just so bizarre and like the character that you meet in the house you realize is donald glover in like full prosthetics and it's it just wigged me out for the entire episode and it just escalates and escalates it turns almost into a horror Mm. it's it's phenomenal like the way they just bend genre in this show just to like deliver different stories like there's an episode that was really like get out vibes to me and stuff like that oh that's Um, cool but most of the most of it is just sort of like um people trying to get by in the rap community of Atlanta. Yeah. Um and then they just have these totally out there episodes. It's fucking great. Um I forgot what else I've been watching, man. Um because I watched loads last week and then I completely forgot. So I watched all of Jupiter's Legacy. That was what, eight episodes, so eight hours worth of TV. Uh Army of the Dead. <laughs> Oh, I'm completely spacing. I'm completely spacing. Have you been um, doing much w- else other than watching stuff? Have you been like... Yeah, I've been, yeah. I've been reading a lot more. Um, nice. I, I'm reading a lot of manga at the moment, so I'm onto Beastars at the moment. That's really cool. Um, I've also been getting back into my comic books as well. Um, obviously, there's a lot of comic book properties hitting off at the moment, so I'm trying to like stay up to date. I'm actually currently, um, actually currently winning a bid... Um, for a job lot of Amazing Spider-Man comics, and one of the issues Ooh. in it is the first appearance, first ever appearance of Cletus Cassidy. Obviously, Ooh. Carnage. Very relevant. Um, so I really want to get that and maybe send it off for grading and have that in my collection or sell it on, because obviously that's that book is booming at the moment. Um, but yeah, speaking of Venom, should we dive into trailers? Oh, Speaking of Carnage, even. Speaking of Carnage... Um, let there be carnage because last week I didn't want to talk about it by myself. I wanted to get your opinion on it as well because I assume you've seen the Venom trailer. I certainly uh, let's have. Let's just break down this Venom trailer because it was really cool. It looks so much better than the first film. Um, yeah, let's just start breaking it down. It, Andy Circus also did a 15 minute breakdown of just the trailer. So yeah, it does look like this is going to be a lot less um, big. CGI monster versus big CGI monster, which is good. Uh, it looks like it's probably gonna. I mean, it, it definitely looks like it's sticking to some of the Venom tropes from the previous film. So, like, I like how it's kind of developed on the little bit of the humor side mm-hmm. of Venom as well. Like, he's like it's uh, Eddie Brock learning to live with with venom and it's yeah it's how, like the odd couple isn't yeah. it yeah <laughs> and at the same time i do find that a little bit weird because i it's just not kind of what i'm used to from my like how i see venom in my head like yeah. that's not how i see it i see venom as like this dark character not this humorous character where the you know the symbiote is like trying to cook in the kitchen or whatever but yeah I you think know. I've read enough of him now so that I've seen kind of like... Because there's been that many different hosts for Venom now. 
Like, I have seen a bit more of a jovial side to him and stuff like that. I think they're yeah. just trying to lighten the mood because, obviously, Venom was, like, the dark, broody one of the first film. Like, almost an antagonist. Whereas mm. now, like, you've got Cletus Cassidy, who is just a total murderer and a really shitty person, so you need to kind of bring the levity to it somehow, I think. So I think that's why they're leaning more into that. Yeah, and they've definitely toned down uh, Woody Harrelson's crazy orange hairdo in this as well. Yeah, well, I think he's going to have a few different hairdos in this. Um, (laughs) So I think they said it's taken place like maybe 18 months after the first one. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, because it's so he's it, been it, locked up for a while. It hints a bit of like him writing to him and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like having a having a, a a dialogue between him and Eddie Brock before he, I'm assuming, escapes out of prison when they tried to kill him and the symbiote like awakens in him or something. Yeah. So, um, what we've heard so far is. Uh, Cletus will only speak to Eddie Brock. He won't speak to any of the detectives or anything like that. Mm. And they're trying to... Eddie's trying to find the location of missing bodies of his victims and stuff like that. So he's, like, getting letters sent to him and stuff, which also look like they're written in his blood. So I think that might be maybe how... If he takes one of the letters back in with him, maybe if the blood mixes with Venom or something like that, that's how he ends up being infected by um, the symbiote that makes carnage yeah Um, that's my theory anyway but it looked so grotesque when we see like the first inklings of carnage being awakened during his execution like that looked gnarly and it does Um, look violent as well like it looks really violent carnage design looks great as well whereas um who was it in the first one i can't remember what the symbiote in the first one was very forgettable Um, yeah uh, dark grey blob versus a black blob at least like the design of Carnage in this looks great and it's distinctly Carnage because mm-hmm. um, Carnage is slightly different he can completely rewrite all his molecular structure so that's how he's able to like create blades and all this sort of stuff and you see like whereas like Venom is sort of like forms a solid tentacle like it's almost like fleshy and gloopy whenever you see Carnage and stuff mm-hmm. it's like proper disgusting which just looks great just a bit like blood, isn't it? It's like uh, he's like mm-hmm. uh, cl- like I always thought with carnage, it was like something gross, like clotted blood or whatever, and just the, yeah, uh, like the insides of whatever. Um, yeah, just yeah. Stephen Graham's in this as well. Who I was, uh, who I totally also. For- Not only did I forget that Andy Serkis directed this film, but I also forgot that Stephen Graham was going to be in it, and I was quite, quite. Uh, he's a local lad. He is a local lad. He's a scouser. He's a scooser. Scooser. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just like how he is in uh, Line of Duty. Oh, is he in Line of Duty? He is. He was in oh. the, not the, well, was it the most recent episode? Maybe the most recent season or the season before? I think it was the season before he was in Line of Duty. He's a good actor. But he was a scooser in Line of Duty as well. He did the voice for like a pig guy in the new Hellboy, you know, with David Harbour. Oh, it's yeah. so funny just hearing him use his like thick Scouse accent for a character. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he's just like this giant, like 10 foot tall pig man just being an absolute Scouser. But the question is, is he going to be a Scouser in this or is he going to be American? You know, what I, I, mean? I think he'll probably be, yeah, like very San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. I think that'll suit him. That'll suit him. Yeah. But anyway, this I, looks I'm fun. looking forward to it. 
I'm looking uh, you, forward to it. We might actually be able to go watch this in the cinema, Chris, you know? <gasps> might well, be a bl- bloody um, cinema trip. It, it says coming soon only to movie theatres. Uh, mm. It's also releasing in IMAX as well. It's scheduled at the moment for September 24th. So, mm. book it in the calendars, guys. Not as far away as what you think it is. No. Right, shall we do a couple more trailers before we get onto the news? There's um, more trailers. There are more trailers. A real quick one dropped uh, yesterday or today. Um, the new trailer for Respect, or R-E-S-P-E-C-T, uh, starring this... Jennifer Hudson as Aretha Franklin. This was actually debuted, the, tra- the original trailer for this debuted quite a long time ago. Yeah, it was just sort of a teaser of her singing on stage, whereas this we get to see a lot more and we get to see Aretha throughout her life and stuff like that. It very much is going for the awards, I think. Um, Jennifer Hudson was great. She won awards for Showgirls. So we all know she can sing. She's like a singer by trade more than she is an actor. Um, But it's got Forrest Whitaker in there as well. Nice. It's got a stellar cast. She looks like she's putting her heart and soul into it all. Um, and we all love the story of Aretha Franklin. So I'm, I'm all aboard it. I'm all aboard it. Um, you're, that you're all August in. 13th. I'm all in. I'm all in, baby. <laughs> um, I wonder if they're going to put like any like original versions of songs in there, like maybe a rearrangement of something so that maybe it could get the Oscar for best new original song or something yeah you know. never know you never know <laughs> i don't know they've done it before with stuff like that you said um, there's more trailers there's one more that i want to talk about quickly because this debuted on sunday when i was recording the last one but it came out too late for me to talk about it um gi joe snake eyes origins I th- um, uh, didn't didn't you talk about this because that was the uh... I talked about the screenshots that we got, but the trailer oh, finally came out yeah. after I recorded. I couldn't hold off recording any later, um, yeah, but yeah. the trailer comes out and it looks pretty cool. I'm seeing a lot of people kicking off the fact that we see Snake Eyes' face and the fact that he's not a white American guy. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, the character is very much drenched in Asian culture, and he's still a foreigner because he's British. Uh, I think people need to stop being so butthurt. It's like, oh, he doesn't talk and he doesn't take off his helmet. It's an origin film. Maybe his throat will get slashed so he can't talk and he will just keep the helmet on forever because he gets his face cut up or something like that. Stop being so butthurt. Henry Golden is a great actor. It looks pretty cool. It looks a lot better than the other G.I. Joe films that we've got. And the action looks pretty damn sick because they've got some guys that actually know how to do action. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Visually, it looks really cool as well. It had very much like Shang-Chi sort of vibes, you know, sort of like uh, bright lights with awesome kung fu in the rain and shit. Mm-hmm. There's, a, cool. there's a cool fight on top of, you know, those trucks that carry like 20 cars down the motorway. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, they're, they're having like a really sick ninja fight on top of one of them. Seems pretty nice. cool. Nice. Pretty sick? Yeah. Pretty sick. Pretty sick. Um, that one we've got a release date as well. Let me get that. Is July twenty third, twenty twenty one. So that's only like two months away, and we've yeah. only just got our first look at it. Not far away at all. Um, yeah. Interestingly enough, a movie came out recently that was delayed right at the beginning of lockdown, like March time. Uh, a Quiet Place Part Two's finally come out. By the way, Chris, I didn't know you knew. Oh, has it come out? I thought it was coming out next week. No, there's well, it's come out in some parts of the world. I think maybe it's only right. next week in the UK. But there yeah. was a fo- there was videos of John Krasinski like doing uh, 
surprise theater visits of people Ooh. and he was like it, it was basically just him saying that he 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 promised everyone that he would only release the film when it could be watched in the cinema again yeah so yeah he was uh doing a thing so yeah uh, that was a bit of a throwback uh, the only thing we need now is the new james bond film and i think we're pretty much caught up that film is never coming out he cannot find time to die <laughs> <laughs> James Bond will never die. Um, it schedules two booked up filming Knives Out 2, so we can't die yet. Speaking of Knives Out 2, I don't know whether Ooh. you covered this uh, on the, your super speedy solo news roundup, Chris, because I can't quite remember, but did you know that Dave Batista and... Catherine somebody- Hahn have been cast. And Edward Norton has also been cast. Oh, Edward Norton! That's a new yeah. one! There you go. I talked about Dave Bautista and Catherine Hahn. Yes, I'm very excited. Edward Norton as well. Edward Ooh. Norton as well. It's all shaping Ooh. up. It's a, it's a, it's just a, a MCU amuse bouche. We just need to get uh, we need to get um, Daniel Craig in the MCU now. Oh, and then, yep. and then full circle. And then, yep. Uh, speaking of the MCU, though, the MTV Awards happened last week. And these are all fan-voted, and let me tell you something. The MCU, clean shop. So, like, these aren't, like, oh, best picture, all those sorts of, like, awards. These are, like, fan-voted, like, fun categories. You still have best performance and stuff like that. But WandaVision and uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, absolutely clean shop. We had best performance in a show going to Elizabeth Olsen. Best hero went to Anthony Mackie. Best show went to WandaVision. Best fight went to Wanda versus Agatha. Best villain went to Catherine Hahn. And then best duo went to Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan. Like, mm. every category that these two shows were up for, they won. Nice. The fans were loving it. Yeah, pretty well deserved, though. It's a pretty good show. Oh, like, yeah, definitely. I was actually having a conversation with one of our friends from uh, an Earful podcast about this yet today. And we were talking about which is the better one between um, WandaVision and Falcon Winter Soldier. And I'd, and obviously WandaVision is a little bit out there versus Falcon Winter Soldier. But I was mm-hmm. like, hmm, I do think WandaVision's probably the better, the better of the two. Yeah. I think it's a more well-rounded show, whereas like um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier had a few ups and downs. Yeah, exactly. but I think now that we discussed that they had a lot of stuff had to be jiggled around with it. Also, speaking of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and my comic book collection because I'm really into my comic books at the moment, I got issue one of Truth, uh, Red, White, and Black, which is the origin of Isaiah Bradley. Oh, okay, that's very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got that. So mm. that's sitting pretty in the collection. That that's going to go up on a shelf somewhere. Speaking um, of speaking of comic books, I uh, obviously in the move. I dug out all my uh, Suicide Squad, uh, Deathstroke, yeah. Vader comics, Deadpool comics, all that sort of business. Uh, which I'm uh, pretty stoked. Oh my my uh, mall comic that you got me. Oh I've yeah, dug all this out, and uh, we're going to get ourselves a nice little shelf. And we've moved out of the kitchen into a into a bit of a, a recording space, mm-hmm. and then um, we can have them all set up and be real oh. nerds. That look pretty in the background. It certainly um, will. Keeping it keeping it nerdy. Um, DC just announced a whole bunch of animated stuff this week. 
The first one that they announced was the fact that DC's Injustice will be the next animated film after The Long Halloween Part 2 comes out. I, did I know you're see a big this. Injustice fan. Yes, I love the Injustice story. So good. And so. I think it's going to be awesome that they've got like an updated version for it as well. Yeah, definitely. I want to see what areas of the Injustice story they cover because obviously you've got two games, but you've also got the comic books which start five years beforehand. So we've got so much Injustice content to go with. I think they'll probably they'll probably do the first game and then have flashbacks maybe to the other stories because the other stories are so massive now. Like mm-hmm. they've been going for like five, six years or something like that. Yeah. Um keeping it DC animated, they've announced a DC animated series starring Jack Quaid from The Boys. I'm assuming he's playing Superman by the way the article has announced it. Yeah. That's coming to HBO Max and Cartoon Network. Yeah. Ooh, Cartoon Network. Yeah, because DC still has... Yeah, they still have... um, Well, Cartoon Network, I think, is owned by Warner Brothers, who own HBO and stuff like that. Hmm. Interesting. I think is what it is. They also announced a brand new... Uh, Batman Cape Crusader animated series coming to HBO Max and Cartoon Network. This, let me tell you the names attached to this. You've got Bruce Tim. You know the guy that made the 80s and 90s Batman animated series? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So the guy that created Harley Quinn. Um, he's Do back. J.J. Abrams is attached. Sorry so to interrupt. Do you think that if obviously if these are going to Cartoon Network, I'm going to assume that they're they're not going to be like the Harley Quinn series. They're not going to have that kind no. of re- no, because that's obviously a little bit PG, isn't it? Yeah, it, well, not PG. It's the opposite of PG. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, blood and swears bit. in them. Yeah, um, yeah. The, there's it's definitely going to be more child friendly. It's probably going to be more in the vein of like the Superman and Batman animated series that we grew up with, or Justice League Unlimited, probably somewhere there. They can still touch on darker themes, maybe, because the, all the stuff that they're showing for the Batman, like the concept stuff, seems quite dark. It seems like um, more the moodier Batman titles. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, and also, Matt Reeves is also involved, and we know his version of Batman seems very dark and brooding. Have you seen the no. stuff about the Riddler for Matt Reeves is the Batman? You see the those no. leaked concept art of uh, the Riddler very much being influenced by the Zodiac Killer, the way he looks uh, and everything. Yeah, well, we knew that anyway by like his, his yeah. scrolls and stuff, but I haven't seen the updated design. That'll be interesting. Yeah, the, the updated concept art is pretty, pretty interesting. Uh, as well, there was a bit of... Uh, talk online about um dave filoni i don't know whether you've seen this but i have so it was actually really subtly announced quite a while ago that um dave filoni took on a new role as the executive uh, creative producer or something for lucasfilm um but it, they only just updated it on the website recently and everyone's mm-hmm. got like super excited which you rightfully so um, but yeah, now he is a uh, pretty much uh, overlord of Star Wars, so to speak. Yeah, so he's yeah. got he's got a finger in all the pies now. Yeah, which you can see because things do connect up a lot more now than what they did, and in a way that's kind of makes sense and is probably more respectful towards mm-hmm. the source material. So yeah. So if we want to keep it Star Wars as well, we had an announcement today um, that 
uh, Mandalorian spin-off Rangers of the New Republic is not currently in active development with a future unclear. I th- and Probably, the leading theory was yeah, that this was going to be led by Cara Dune. Yeah, this is kind of off the back of the Gina Carano stuff, I'm assuming. Yeah, because what we saw in Season 2, she got an invite to become a Ranger of the Republic, didn't she? Yeah. So, yeah, I think the leading theory was she was going to lose that, but obviously now things have changed. Certainly have a little bit, haven't they? Yes. Um, Production has started for the Flash movie. We've seen a behind-sets photo of Michael Keaton's um, chair on set saying Bruce Wayne. They're mm. also, I can't remember where they're shooting, but we think it's a version of Wayne Manor. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So that is now in production, finally. We're finally getting a Flash movie. It's only like four years late. Remember um, when they uh, decided not to do it, and then they decided to do it again. And then it was a big focus at the DC, what's it called? The DC Fandome. Fandome. Yeah, yeah. that was it. Yeah. Um keeping it DC for a little bit longer. James Gunn has wrote the biggest action scene he's ever done for Harley in the Suicide Squad. He says it's probably his favorite 4 minutes of film he's ever shot before. Okay, excited. I think this is the one where we see like flowers and shit exploding everywhere. Yeah, that um, I, I think it's going to look pretty sick. Yeah, like every part of the visuals that we've seen of this so far looks so good. I can't wait to see Starro on a big screen. Bro, it's so out there. What are they doing? <laughs> um, Loki has been moved up a whole two days in the UK, so it's now airing on Wednesday the 9th of June in the UK mm. and Ireland. So fuck y'all, rest of the world. We get to see it first, motherfuckers. There was also <laughs> a little Tom Hiddleston video catch-up that's 30 seconds of getting you up to speed on Loki that was quite interesting. Probably Indeed. worth a watch if you need a bit of a refresher. And then one last little bit that I've got, which broke today, um, been confirmed by the man himself. Henry Cavill will star in the reboot of Highlander, which is an awesome 80s action series, if you don't know what it is. Um... Starring James Woods, I believe. Um, but he also found out that he has got a lot of Scottish heritage. We, we knew he was British, but he's got a lot of Scottish heritage. So he's diving into his Scottish ancestry, finding out what clan he was from. So I think he's going to be wearing his actual clan's kilt, maybe, in the film. That'll be cool. Um, which will, uh, will be pretty cool. But yeah, Henry Cavill has said it himself. And he said he's super stoked to be on the project. He's always loved these films growing up and everything. So... Hell yeah. Have you ever watched Highlander? I've not watched Highlander. Oh, bro. Yeah, we need to watch the first Highlander together. Just have a few <laughs> drinks and watch Highlander. There can be only one. Well, we can it, now. It's fucking great. We can because we can actually meet up together in person. We can. We're, we're, we'll, have, we'll have a movie night. Oh, my God. We haven't God. had a movie night in years, bro. No, it's been a good while. It's been a hot yes. minute. Yeah, let's let's watch Highlander. <laughs> of all things to go back and watch. Yes. Um, uh, and I think that's everything that I've got in the way of news at the moment. Sounds about right. Is there anything we... else that you've had? No, I'm happy to move on to our main topic for the week, which is Army yeah. of the Dead by Zack Snyder. It is indeed by Zachary Snyder. <laughs> the one, the only... The Snyder Cut features in this film for like about five seconds... <laughs> we've been saying this since the trailer it's like that definitely seems like a nod to the Snyder Cut being locked away in a vault somewhere yeah it absolutely is why the hell would you have I mean there's like probably a real per chapter or something in there probably and that's why it 
it's the Snyder Cut. Don't Possibly. Know. Anyway. Uh, yes. Right. This uh, is yeah. a action romp starring Dave Bautista and a stellar cast, an ensemble cast, as they break into the infected Z-Zone of Las Vegas to uncover $200 million in cash. Or do they? <gasps> bum bum Right, but first, before we start, like, really kind of breaking down parts and, like, talking about our favourite or not-so-favourite parts of the film, after we saw the trailer for this, we were kind of... I remember you were a bit lukewarm on it because of how they were treating zombies. Um, Because the trailer... It just felt strange. Yeah, the trailer obviously gave away that zombies are a little bit more clever than what you would expect them to be. Um Mm -hmm. How did, what did you actually think about this film? Like what what how what were your thoughts when you like finished it? Um I thought it was very predictable and I didn't think we got as much of these cool zombies as we thought we were going to get from the trailer. Um like they established pretty early on that there's two different versions of zombies. And it's mostly the more boring kind of zombies that we get throughout this. We get teases of these super awesome ones, but we don't see as much as we would like of them. Yeah. Um, I think it kind of, like, got lost under its own bullshit at times. Yeah. Um, In terms of the zombie stuff. I think it was definitely a fun action film. It wasn't scary in the slightest. No. Um... It was very much just let's. It felt a bit like a not the best video game adaptation. It, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it felt like you were watching a video game. It actually felt like a little bit in the style of something like Baby Driver meets um, Zombie Apocalypse Heist. Yeah, like a little bit weird like that. I I actually thought this was quite a fun film. I, I yeah, it was definitely fun. Yeah, it definitely wasn't scary. It definitely wasn't really very horror. It was just very gruesome. Um, mm-hmm. But I thought the the actual cast were really good in this. Yes. I particularly really liked the safe cracker. Um, mm-hmm. I thought he was awesome. Like really funny, just really random. Um, and obviously Dave Bautista is pretty good in this as well. Um, he's just he's just quite a good actor, to be fair. Um, yeah, like you gotta give him credit. Uh, I love him whenever he's wearing glasses. I don't know what it is. It's just there, like I am big brute, puts on glasses. I am also intellectual. <laughs> yeah, because he has him on in uh, Blade Runner as well. Yeah, he has him on in Blade Runner twenty forty nine, and then he does that like dad thing where he's like, "Oh, let me just put my specs on that around my neck to read what I'm doing on this generator." <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't like look down his nose, you know, sort of like very vocals as well. Yeah, <laughs> like your dad trying to figure like holding the newspaper closer and further away from his face to try and read it. <laughs> yeah, and the uh, the other standout performance for me was from uh, Amari Hadwick, who's um, the guy in Power. He's like the lead actor in Power. Yeah. Um, he was really good. I really liked him in this. I liked him more in this than what I did in his like, whole entire performance in Power. I thought yeah, I was... didn't watch Power because I just wasn't interested in it no, at all. That's, um, that, that's what I mean. I just thought he was like way interested in this and i really liked the uh chemistry between him and the safe cracker um yeah that was my favorite part was probably those two interacting yeah there probably wasn't enough um bloody 
uh, there was enough saw. blood. <laughs> there was enough blood, but there probably wasn't enough saw action for me, considering no. he was shown to have this bloody um, circular saw blade thing all the time, and then he just doesn't use it. Like, chop through some bitches, you know what I mean? Like, you've got it. We've got to see at least one zombie cut it off, and we just didn't get it. We didn't get no, it. I don't think he weird. ever actually used it. It was the no. coyote that ended up using it. Yeah, I mean, he used it in like, uh, like, oh right, here's going to be the plan, and then you watch the plan play out. Like they like hyperimpose it over as the planning. The that uh, was weird. Yeah, that was a bit weird. Um, but there was lots of that. There was just lots of like actiony bits of people shooting. I thought the gunplay was really good in this. It kind of stood out a little bit that I liked mm-hmm. how it was just this ridiculous. Um, automatic assault rifles just literally just like spraying way more bullets than what they have in the magazine (laughs) definitely it definitely had fun with just like we're not gonna take it too seriously Um, yeah apparently there's a a, there might be a tv series based around this coming okay um i was just on the imdb just to get everyone's names up and stuff like that Um, yeah Army of the Dead Lost Vegas series? Spin-off... Oh, spin-off anime-style streaming TV show. Interesting. Um, with some of the same cast in there. Oh. <laughs> um, also, uh, I, I saw it coming, but they set up a sequel as well. So, I mean, if they want to give us more of this, I, I'd be all right with it. I'd watch another one. Yeah, I, I like. I was actually genuinely surprised. I thought this film was better than what the trailers were setting up. I don't. I think the trailers look better. <laughs> really? Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I really enjoyed it, but it felt. It felt like it just kind of washed over me, and it didn't really. Like there was a couple scenes where I was like, "Oh yeah, this is really fucking sick," and then the rest of it, I was like, "Cool." <laughs> yeah, I think the zombie centric stuff was a bit overdone. Like the the bit the bits that you probably know what I'm talking about. Like the, some yeah. of the reveals were a bit shoehorned in, and mm-hmm. it's a typical trope of like what you expect um, to happen in something where the zombies are a bit smarter. And, yeah, it felt yeah. almost a bit. Um, there was a lot of unnecessary stuff in it, you know what I mean? It's like, it kind of lost the bits that people were probably more interested in. Yeah, um, there, was, there was a lot of these kind of lingering shots on, like, zombie movement, especially the uh, the queen zombie. There yeah. was, like, a lot of, like, shots that just lasted a little bit too long on stuff like that. Um, and, yeah, a lot of just pointless kind of overstretched conversation. Uh, but this was also yeah. a pretty long film. This was about two and a half hours, this film. Uh, yeah, in typical I, I, Zack Snyder fashion. But I ended up pausing it just as they were about to go into Las Vegas. Mm. And I saw the timer, I saw two hours left, and I was like, I'm kind of glad because I feel like they just wasted half an hour on what could have been ten minutes at the start of the film. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Like that intro credit scene felt about twenty minutes long. Well, this is <laughs> and like that a... was so weird as well. Like they just they pull back from like shots of so they've already been on a mission. Which why didn't you show us that? 
but then like in the middle of this mission they were just stopping to pause and do a fake photo shoot and i was like is it in in the world of this film did they do a photo shoot surrounded by zombie corpses or is that like breaking the fourth wall to introduce character thing well this is a very Zack snyder thing to tell a bit of a story in his intro credits Mm-hmm. Like that felt super Zack Snyder um, yeah. to have to have that kind of bit bit in there. Um, I thought that was kind of cool because it's always like he always has interesting opening credit scenes. Like yeah. when you think back to um, Batman versus Superman's um, think to the Snyder cut opening credits. There's always like a story going on, and he doesn't it's always a real slow mo fest of just people's backstories leading into the story that he's selling now yeah and it's very much his trope but it's it's a good use of that um that moment you know and to kind of introduce a film it's quite it's quite nice because it's not often now that you get like a a hard introduction like that you'll get a scene and then it'll be like here's your here's your opening crawl or whatever and then it opens you know like yeah. Instead, he, he kind of makes use of that time to kind of set context up, I suppose. I uh, don't know if I missed it or not. Did it say how long the zombies had been in there for? Because obviously we saw the montage of them already on a mission and getting out of Vegas. And then it cut to Dave Batista. I don't know, maybe a couple of years later, um, after it had become public news and everything like that, and civil rights movements have been formed around it. And yeah. he was working in the burger joint, and I didn't remember seeing like, you know, like a title card or something saying like four years later or something. So I, I couldn't figure out how long it had been. No, I don't think it did. I think it just hit. Oh, sorry, it's a bit late. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> we're recording this very late on, um, but uh, yeah, no, it didn't. It didn't come up with a, a title card. It just kind of just happened. But I guess that was the the trope for his intro to pass time, right? Yeah. There was... What I did like about this film was, like, weird little winks and nods and stuff, like, um... There was a... Sean Spicer um, was, like, the press secretary for the um, president, and we kept having references to this president being a fucking idiot, and obviously he was actually Trump's press secretary. Yeah. So that was so funny to see. There There was was a really weird shot of... You know when they first go inside the building and there's loads of Elvises who had like had a suicide pact? It was like an Elvis death cult. They had all hung themselves at the same time in the same corridor and I was like, fucking hell, this could only happen in Vegas. It was like little bits like that I really enjoyed. The really odd nod to that whole kind of um, edge of tomorrow, that live, die, repeat thing in the uh, in yeah. the that was so, so odd. Like he he said it so clearly and stuff like that. And like we saw that like these corpses were wearing the exact same thing the other characters were. And I thought, is he explaining this as a joke? But that's actually going to be a thing because I could see fucking Zack Snyder just pulling the rug from under us and be like, not only is it an action zombie horror comedy, it's also a time loop movie. <laughs> Yeah, I was fully expecting it to time loop. I was a bit like... Because when you see that zombie that's got that key around it... Well, sorry, not the zombie, but the corpse has got like mm-hmm. a key around its neck, which is the exact same as one of the other characters. 
Yeah, and like, then the, the wait, Dave what? Batista one had a bandana and glasses, and then the other one was the pilot with the Hawaiian shirt and the chains. Like yeah. they were they made a point to show that it was exactly what they were wearing. And then it just never comes back to it. <laughs> it just <laughs> just leaves it. it. It felt like so many of these things he was just trying to fuck with the audience. Yeah, it was just super weird. And but it was kind of funny. At the same time, I loved yeah. I loved the the whole bit where they're breaking into the safe and he gets the uh, he just kind of walks off and disappears and then he comes back with a zombie like tied to a it's just it's just bizarre to a trolley yeah, yeah. it's like like certain things are just like so matter of fact played for jokes it's just there like like it felt like there was no threat to these people at times like the fact that he was just able to go on solo runs up and down just to collect zombies and somehow strap them to a trolley and shit like that yeah microwave a hand <laughs> well they, like, that, that, that that's what i mean very... like they felt like there was zero threat from these super intelligent fucking zombies yeah it felt very dead rising that like yeah. a dead rising video game but uh yeah. no it, it was fun it was a fun laugh anyway um, shall we move on to some spoilery bits and talk about like stuff in a bit more detail now? Yes, yes, we okay, shall. Cool. Here's your uh, your little warning, everybody, before we get into some spoilers and spoilers. So, what do we want to spoil? The fact that everyone ends up dying in the end, or yeah, I I saw that coming a million miles away. You know what I mean? I always yeah. knew that Dave Bautista was going to be the last one to die, saving his daughter. Yeah, like it was so obvious. The one, the only thing that I predicted in this film that didn't happen was, you know, we got that first shot of, um, like the alpha zombie on top of the Statue of Liberty with the head on a pike. Yeah, the the only thing that I thought was we were going to get one last shot. I I didn't think the nuke was going to get like sent. I thought we were going to get one last shot of him like ruling over Las Vegas with like. Dave Bautista's head on his pike or something. That was Ooh. the only thing that I thought that didn't happen. The rest of it, I saw coming a fucking million miles away. Like yeah. I knew, like the the um, lock uh, the locksmith guy was going to end up like shutting somebody in the safe uh, in the um, vault to save somebody. I saw all that coming. You know what I mean? And like that guy getting mauled by the tiger. They set that up so on the nose. Yeah, like, and, and that's him. what this film was. It was on the nose with everything. So, answer me this. Was the lead zombie with the long hair the zombie from the crate at the beginning? Because they kind of buried the lead on that. The fact that he was able to grow loads of hair in four years, but he's a zombie. And you, when your body starts to break down, you also can't, you can't grow hair. Well, apparently when your body breaks down, you can still have babies as well. Right. It was so dumb. It was really dumb. It was like, I saw it coming a mile off as soon as they're like, oh yes, this is his queen. And like, as soon as like they're making this whole big deal about her and stuff like that, I was like, she's eat. Like, and he starts to like rub her belly and then they make it more obvious by him like pulling this like dead baby out of her as well. I was like, why is it all glowing? How are they able to conceive the zombies? Are they having weird zombie sex? Like, oh God. Like, it, it felt like there was, like, big chunks of this film missing that explained so much dumb shit. Like, why did why did these super smart zombies have, like, glowy blue bits, like, behind their eyes and in the brain and shit like that that yeah. wasn't explained Didn't as well? Didn't you get the idea, like, w- that was just not even addressed at all? Like, the blue eyes thing, like, I only noticed when they started to, um, 
when they were getting out of the safe, you know, and when they were like, well, that's when we first see the smarter zombies. Before that, it's just the shamblers, isn't it? So this is what I don't get. How did they turn into two different versions of zombies? What I'm guessing is he seems to have turned all the ones in the Olympia hotel. So I reckon if they're turned by the alpha, then they become the smart zombies. Mm. But then if those smart zombies infect someone else, maybe it's diluted so they just become the shamblers. Yeah, it was just super odd. And the fact that they have like these blue glowing eyes when it's just, that's just so weird. Like I didn't know where it was going because there was a whole thing of like like we said before, that whole kind of time loop thing that was never addressed again. Mm-hmm. And then there was the weird blue and I was thinking, is this gonna like 360 on us and it's actually going to end up being that the zombies are actually robots or something i was like what's going on <laughs> i was thinking maybe something to do with aliens or or like i like i said when we talked about the trailer is it magic because that's normally how you get smart zombies in fiction is normally magic mm, yeah like but... like it's the undead like leaders you know what i mean like they're not yeah. zombies the the undead yeah um normally like when you see like especially in Warhammer fantasy and stuff like that, you have the undead races and you have like the undead lieutenants who are, they look like skeletons, but they're fully functioning living creatures. They're just yeah, also yeah. dead. Yeah, exactly. It, was, it just felt like they they explained shit that they really didn't need to and then just didn't explain the shit that they did need to. Like, don't make it out like you're doing this brand new like thing and you're having smart zombies and all that sort of stuff and then just completely drop the ball and not explain any of it. Yeah, exactly. The other thing that I wanted to mention, actually, pre-spoilers, was um, we spoke a little bit about when this trailer came out that it felt like there was this weird, like, depth of field thing, like, blurriness. And didn't did you find this really odd when you were watching it, that there were, like, really weird choices of, like... It almost felt like there was parts that felt like it was being shooted on portrait mode on your phone. Like, <laughs> really weird choices it in just... terms of depth of field, especially when um, Dave Batista and his daughter are having that conversation on the roof and with the generator, and it's just cut into... You don't see them together. You just see the, the, the shots keep cutting back in two. Mm. Well, there's this really weird, like, thing where... They're stood right next to the generator, but the generator is like super blurred out. And it the worst part for me fate. that made me, f- yeah, it made me feel a little bit queasy. Like we were talking about the introduction of the queen earlier, and like when she disappears, you know, when they give him the sacrifice, yeah, and like she, like she just blends into the book, the book here, into the blur in the background. You know what I mean? Mm. I like, mean, there's, there's some parts that, where that's done actually quite cool. Um, yeah, it was interesting, but it kind yeah. of made me feel a little bit nauseous because, like, I could still tell there's a human figure, but it's just mush at that point. But mm. also, she just walked, like, backwards to to a car, and then they instantly start walking, and it's like, she's not there anymore. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you, you would see her just, like, toddling off because she walked against, like, a surface that she can't phase through. So <laughs> you're just walking towards her now, just there, like, oh, yeah, she's cool. Like... Maybe you would keep a distance and wait until they're fully out of sight before you start walking towards her. It just uh, felt weird. Poor Theo Rossi getting uh, absolutely KO'd at the beginning of this film (laughs) and then showing up right at the end as a zombie. What have 
I th- that was the I, the one thing I thought they did well. Like they left that just long enough for lots of people to forget about him, mm. so that when he reappeared, it's like, oh yeah, what what was he in recently? Uh, he was in Sons of Anarchy. No, I haven't watched it. Um, was it Luke Cage? Was he in Luke Cage? Yeah, he was also in Luke Cage. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what I'm remembering from because I, I see his face and I'm always like, where do I know him from? I think it's Luke Cage that I remembered him from. Yeah, I think his first big breakout thing was Sons of Anarchy, and then he yeah. was in uh, Luke Cage. But he's in, he's been quite a lot, lot to be fair. Yeah, uh, he has been in a lot, and whenever I think about it, I'm always thinking back to like four years ago when I was watching Luke Cage. Mm. Um, yeah, I haven't watched Sons of Anarchy yet, but it's one of those faces that he pops up somewhere, and you're like, where, where do I know you from? So, Chris... You've uh, you've put your dollar in and you've rolled a slot machine and it spits out a number between zero, you're a loser, to ten, you've won the jackpot. Where would you where would you rate this film? Um, a six. Oh, that's exactly what I would have said. A five or a six, I would say. Like I would. I yeah. don't know if I'm just expecting too much. Like it's just a dumb zombie film. You know what I mean? But when they try to set smart things up and they don't deliver on it, I feel like I can be critical. <laughs> like if it just wanted to be a dumb zombie film, it could have been yeah. a dumb zombie film. I mean, it's definitely more interesting than just a stand. Like the whole Las Vegas heist thing is like an interesting twist to add into a zombie film. Yeah. Um, and obviously the casting was really good. The characters were all really interesting. Um, just a shame that the zombie... Be- it was less of a zombie film, really, than what we wanted. Um, but, yeah, I think if it was a five, I don't think I'd watch it again. But I did kind of enjoy it. So that's what kind of pushes it into a six. It sits on the better end of the scale rather than on the worse end of the scale. And you got yeah, to remember, I'd, if, I'd if probably... you've seen seen any of the other army the dead films this probably is about about right for a 2021 release yeah it 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 definitely felt like Zack snyder moving on from his day of the dead sort of stuff like that wasn't any smarter than it needed to be in fact it it took any of the intelligence away from the Romero originals Mm -hmm. (laughs) so it felt very much in line with that like this felt like something I'd put on, you know, like if the lads were around and you wanted something on in the background while you were chatting or something. Um, yeah. Or, you know, sort of like when it's, well, you won't because you don't watch horror films, but like near Halloween and like you, you, like you pick your big horror film for the night, like every night leading up to Halloween. And then like you sort of got some time left over afterwards after you watch your main one and you're like, <laughs> right, let's find another horror film. But you don't want to pick another big one in case you don't watch it all. So you're like... It's like when you watch Pet Cemetery 2 or something like that, you would just pop Army of the Dead on in the background on Netflix. Yeah. Well, surprisingly enough, it's a 6.8 out of 10 on IMDb, 72% on Rotten Tomatoes, and 57% on Metacritic, so it's not doing too bad. But then again, yeah. I think I think Zack Snyder probably carries a lot of that alongside him as well. Like, obviously, you have a lot of loyal Zack Snyder viewers. Mm-hmm. And I think that you'll have these people follow through and also then watch the rest of his stuff just because yeah. they like him and like his movies. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's pretty fair. I think I think its bark was better than its bite. Mm, that's fair. <laughs> that's it, fair. It, it, 
it did a lot of things well and it dropped the ball on a lot of things but if you just want to see zombies head i'll tell you what it had some of the best splatter effects i think i've ever seen oh yeah 100 percent. like like the zombie between the walls that was yeah. gross in the best way yeah. when that guy's head gets crushed by the tiger that yeah. fucking looked amazing. The blood squirts were phenomenal on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, some great splat effects. Like mm-hmm. some great gore as well. The CGI was like solid in this, considering like they definitely weren't shooting it in Vegas, and like the entire fucking backdrop in every shot was near enough entirely CGI. Yeah. Like, the the spectacle of it is all really good, and yeah. that's that's what Snyder does really well. Is like the spectacle of a lot of. A lot of his CGI stuff always looks like quite not mm-hmm. realistic, but like overhyped in like a really visually pleasing way. Yeah. Always looks super vivid. Yeah, he knows yeah. how to make a solid frame that sticks in your mind. Yeah, yeah. It's like concept, Just, isn't it? It's like concept art, but it's like bringing yeah. concept art to life. He's that, very... That's why he does well with adaptations of comic book stuff because he knows how to take like a comic book panel and put it on screen. Mm, yeah exactly Um, yeah i think take an hour out of this film to pick up the pace and make it a bit more action-packed and yeah sam cool you got much else to say about it no that was my last statement perfect right (laughs) my closing Uh, statement to the court (laughs) and in other news then make sure you follow us on facebook instagram twitter at get real pod and you can also email us if you're so inclined at getrealpoduk at gmail.com after a few episodes off he still hasn't lost it it's like riding a bike it just comes back to you but also sam if you want to support the podcast you can leave us a rate and review wherever you listen to your podcast whether that be apple podcasts amazon music spotify Buzzsprout itself, iHeartRadio, all those places. Or if you want to head over to Podchaser, I'll let you say it, Sam, because you've not been here for a while. It will syndicate. Oh, yeah, it will syndicate it to all the other podcast distributors out there. Uh, so you just need to leave one rating review on there, and it'll post it everywhere. It's great. It's it's like, it's I don't know what it's like. It's like Hootsuite for reviews. It's perfect. <laughs> I like it. It's like a big old copy and paste without you having to do the paste. Um, <laughs> I lost my analogy. Um, also, just tell a few friends about us. You know what I mean? Share us out on your socials. When you see us post on Instagram every Wednesday, uh, every Monday, sorry, and the Get Real Gaming podcast post stuff on Wednesdays because that's when they release their episodes. So just on our sister podcast. Um, just hit that little paper aeroplane, share it to your story so other people can see it. Sound beautiful. Mm, chef's kiss. Thank you very much, guys. Sound it's indeed. good to have Sam back. And he's back. He's back, baby. Back, baby. <laughs> back uh, in the habit. Get real, too. Back in the habit. <laughs> anyway, uh, we'll catch you next week and take care. Bye-bye. Bye bye.